Ladies, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast. And you know what? Today it's about finding a place to live, baby. Vocabulary. I got some vocab. I have some definitions, of course. Uh, wow. One of my friends literally just got fired. Oh boy, here we go. It's the coaching moment. Anyways, okay. So basically, we're gonna have to <laughs> we're gonna match some of these vocabulary words along with what the numbers are, but. I'm going to give you stories, all right? So, and, of course, there's going to be an additional reading that you guys will be able to go on, and this is on my Patreon. Of course, you guys will be able to uh, go. uh, It's in the link in the description, okay? So it says Patreon. Click on there, and if you click on uh, one of the tiers, which is, you know, the general English tier, which is priced at $10 a month, you will be able to get this additional material along with a lot of vocab and um, a lot of slang too. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things in here that you guys would absolutely love. So make sure that you guys go on there. And with that being said, let's get into this. So do up. I had to look this up. There is one of the weirdest, uh, what is it, phrasal verbs ever. Do up. Okay, so that means to prepare. So if someone says do up a proper uh, a property, in America we would say prepare a property. All right, but British English is very, very weird English. Anyways, a flat, a house, a hunt. Oh my goodness gracious. So here in America, I'm going to tell you right now, in America, I'm going to give you three examples of what, um, of what we say things are out there in America. So again, we have townhomes. Um, I think in England they say, oh, I'm sorry, in, uh, man, I don't know, in Australia and in Britain they say a detached house, a semi-detached house, and they say a flat. I still don't know what a flat is, but I think a flat is an apartment. Now, in America, we say an apartment. Now, an apartment is renting a place that's not owned individually, that there's not a sole proprietor. There isn't a sole individual that owns that place. It's owned by, of course, the entire complex. However, a condominium, you, it's it's bought out. So there are individual units, and Thailand has a massive influx of these. All right? So with condominiums and with everything else, um, there are a lot of different ways that you can – uh, to you can get housing out here. So I was giving some examples to one of my friends while we were taking the train, and I showed her what they would call in England a block of flats. A block of flats in America, we would call them the projects, right? So these apartments, okay, there are many floors of them, and they're very, very close to one another. And it's for very, very poor people. Or I want to say poor people, but low-income people. So with low-income people, you have a lot of low-income problems, so unfortunately, yes, that these places do exist, and I still don't understand why there why there isn't more proper, you know, there isn't proper housing because a lot of people. One of the biggest housing projects out there in America is called the Queensboro Projects, and a lot of people die there. Some of the most famous people came out of there. There's a basketball player called Ron Ar- named uh, Ron Artest, another rapper named Nas. Quite a few people had come out of that specific projects, but it could be extremely dangerous. So do they have blocks of flats out here in Thailand? Yes, they do. They do. Right down the street, uh, there's a red one. Uh, but the thing is, right from my window right now, I'm looking at a condominium straight ahead, and there's another condo right there. Now, however, there looks to be a block of flats. that white. There's a white building right over there, and it doesn't look like a condominium. 
So these blocks of flats out here in Thailand, they would call them mansions. No, in America, we call a mansion a very, 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 very big home. In Thailand, a mansion, a mansion is an apartment complex. Well, no, not a, an apartment complex. That, that means there are a lot of individual buildings. This is just one single building, just an apartment. And with this apartment, you walk in, there's a lobby area, okay, which is very, very interesting, by the way. And then right after that, yay, my audio has been transcribed. Anyways, right after that, um, you're able to go up the stairs. Now, there could be one, two, three, four, or five floors to this place with individual units on there. You could rent them out by the day or you could pay monthly. I lived in a place such as this probably about five years ago. And I've also lived in a place like this uh, maybe five years ago. And I think the last time I lived in a place like this had to be early 2005. Well, you know what? Very, very early 2016. After that, I went straight into condos. Why? They are built properly. The words, I mean, not the words, the walls are more sturdy. Um, they can be, uh, it keeps out the sound because you guys have no idea. Living in a place called Rongsit out here in Bangkok, you have no idea what noises I would hear at night. Yeah, use your imagination. Oh my God. But anyways, if you stay in a very low class neighborhood, you're going to hear a lot of different things. Okay, that's all there is to it. And then I finally moved into a condo, and here it is peaceful. Yes, living out there in Rongsit, I lived in a condominium. And this place at night, it doesn't matter how built up it is or anything, because it's in an area where there's a lot of low-income people, you would hear music, just as you would out there in America. However, when I finally moved to Bangkok, this neighborhood right now, this is a middle-class neighborhood, middle to upper, right? Now, what I'm paying is probably the top 30% or maybe even the top 25% of people out here in Thailand. It's not very expensive. It's only 400 US dollars a month. But for Thai people, most Thai people only get paid 9,000, uh, I'm sorry, 300 US dollars a month. If they get paid 400 US dollars a month, they can't live here. If they get paid 500, 600, 700, 800, the only way that they can live here is if they get paid more than 1,000 US dollars a month. And so in the lobby, if you go down to the lobby, you would see a lot of uh, doctors, nurses, you know, some students, of course, whose parents uh, live probably in the, the up country. They would have their students live here in this condominium rather than living in an apartment. Apartments and the safety of apartments is very, very appalling, meaning very terrible out here in Thailand. There have been a number of cases where it resulted in unfortunate deaths because there are a lot of crazies that can go in without key cards. But when you live in a condominium here in Thailand, you must have a key card <clears throat> to go up to the specific floor. Now, I don't know if this accounts for all specific floors and whatnot, but me being on the eighth floor, only people on the eighth floor have a key card for the eighth floor. Now, if you're really crazy, yes, you could come up by stairs and you could come all the way to the eighth floor, try opening the door and then go into the unit. But let's just hope nobody listens to that. Oh, uh, so anyways, with that being said, do you understand what I'm saying? A flat is an apartment, okay? A townhome would be considered a semi-detached or a detached home. I have no idea, okay? Um, a house, okay? Houses in Bangkok, they're kind of a rarity. Uh, depends on where the placement is. So it's very funny being in this condominium. 
there is a big, 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 big house that's right in front of the condominium that blocks off a lot of noise to the main road. And it's really weird, but they don't want to sell their land or their home. And maybe their asking price is probably about 50 million baht. Who knows how much it is? At least a million U.S. dollars. Uh, so yeah, you have these houses in front of these condominiums, which are, which is very, very odd. But, uh, again, the placement and everything, the, the basic, Thailand, Bangkok was built, they just expanded. They don't have, they don't have an idea of how to expand it. They just expanded all the way outward. So a lot of these narrow streets that are in these, uh, you know, b between these, <laughs> these neighborhoods, it's just craziness. But again... Yes, if you say Arsenio, do you live near you know low class neighborhoods? Yeah, I'm looking at one right just over this uh, SkyTrain station. There's an area where there are um, oh my god, I don't know what you call them, but basically they are four or five story homes, but they're attached. So they would have their business at their bottom, and then they would live in the upper floors. They have a lot of these. These are really good out here in Thailand because you can actually start up a business. Um, so there are a lot of them over here. Um, of course I have probably two or three schools, uh, what is it? Grade schools, maybe, um, elementary, middle school, possibly, uh, to high school, just right around in this area. There are also temples in the area. So you just get a concoction of so many different things in one little area. So again, this is me living over the river, left of the river, um, but uh, that's basically um, the, the, the basis of what homes are out here. So if you want to get a – they have gorgeous homes though. Oh my goodness gracious. If you guys – there's a developer by the name of Ananda, and this guy develops probably the most unbelievably looking home. I'm telling you, the best condominiums and the best homes in the world, period, done. I'm not talking about this stupid $40 million mansions. No one cares about mansions. I'm talking about a real home, like three stories, quaint Put your you put your uh, you park your car right there in the front. All the landscaping's finishing. When you walk in, the design is impeccable, meaning it's flawless, meaning it is one hundred percent beautiful. Oh my goodness! So, anyways, with that being said, let's get into some more house share. Now, I house shared when I lived in Australia. When I house shared, I shared it with a Bulgarian girl and two Colombians. Very, very difficult place uh, just because the Colombians, they were not clean whatsoever. And so, of course, if you're not clean in the kitchen, that brings critters. And when critters come, living in Australia, they got everything supersized. So I know I got listeners from Blackburn uh, out there in Australia. Big shout out to you guys. But let's be honest, them cockroaches, no, you guys don't see them often, right? But, I mean, if you're living in a forest in a place called Lane Cove in North Sydney... Yes, you're going to get like these probably two-inch monster black cockroaches. You know what I mean? So here I am going to wash my clothes, and I see, oh my god, this thing just starts moving. I start screaming, and then I complain and say, you guys are filthy. Please clean up after yourselves. Who the hell are you? So no, I would never cook. No, I would never buy food and leave it in the fridge because they would just take it. It's crazy. Flat sharing, for me, in my opinion, is an absolute nightmare. Okay? So... For those of you out there, it might not be a nightmare. But with flat sharing, you do come with a fully furnished individual unit. So flat sharing, you walk into the door, you have a long hallway, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, one in the master bedroom, living area, balcony, kitchen, dining room, there you go. So my individual unit was pretty pricey. And yes, there are other areas that I could probably – listen, in Australia, you must flat share. 
there's no way you could rent a place by yourself unless you're getting paid or unless you're paying probably oh my god two thousand to three thousand Aussie dollars per month. So that's basically two thousand to three thousand dollars U.S. dollars a month. Literally, okay, it might be half that because the currency's crazy, but you guys understand what I'm saying. It's crazy. And the landlady, okay, now you have a landlord. That's a man. Landlady. It's a woman. With the landlady, she is a bit of a douche. Uh, it's funny because with the landlady, she owns the flat. So she rents it out. And I remember she came into my room and the Colombian girl had complained to me and said, hey, you left dishes in your dresser. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to be completely killed by freaking fly cockroaches in the kitchen. So the landlady opened up the drawer and then she asked the Colombian, what is this? He's like, oh, well, you know, he's going to clean that up later. And then she slammed the door. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, guys, in terms of having a landlady, uh, it's very difficult. Now, do I have a landlord here at this condominium? Yes. And he's one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. Thai guy. He set up my immigration, everything. He uh, gets everything, man, when I need a contract or when I need this. Or when I need something done, it's amazing. When I re-signed up for this, he gave me money to come um, to clean the air conditioning. This guy is simply amazing. So I am so grateful for him. That's number one. But in Australia, it's a different story. The landlords and the landladies, they could be monsters. And you know what? If they don't like you, whether you are renting a flat, an apartment, or a house... They could come by and knock on your door and say, you got one uh, one week to move out, and there's nothing you can do about it. That happened to my friend when she told me this story four years ago. She was living in the house with her five children. Can you imagine that? So, guys, living in Australia, be very, very weary of stuff like that. But here in Thailand, luckily, it's not like that, okay? So, let's go into some interesting vocab, and then I'm going to close this bad boy. A lodger, a lodger is someone who pays to live in a house or flat with the person who owns it. So this is very weird. Um, so basically, a lodger is someone who accepts people to move in, but she stays with them. <laughs> that is so weird. Oh, my God. I would freak out. Seriously. Can you imagine living in a home? And saying, hey, yeah, okay, I'm going to stay upstairs. You guys just do the – oh, my – no way, no way. But there are lodgers out there, okay? So move in, putting down a deposit. When I first moved into this specific condominium, I had to put down a deposit of – oh, my God, how much was it? 800 U.S. dollars along with the month's uh, – one month's rent. So I had to pay 1200 1200 U.S. dollars in one go. Craziness. If I break the contract, I do not get that money back. So I remember last December, money being tight, this, that, not with a visa. I said, no, I'm going to stay here again. And he was so happy. He rewarded me with a big uh, Christmas gift, amazing human being. And now with immigration and everything, he could just check me in online. It's just fantastic. I love it. So put it down in deposit. You must do that in any turn, in any type of real estate. And then you have a squatter. Now, a squatter, these are homeless people. They literally live in a place without being permitted to, okay? They're not supposed to stay in there, but because the house is empty, you got some people living in these houses. I think I've heard some stories of in Las Vegas where there were squatters, just people living in a home. Can you imagine you having a home trying to sell it, and then you go in there and there's someone living there? You would have to call the police, get that person arrested. You would have to get a, a fortified security system. Craziness, okay? Now, what you need to do is get a real tenant, T-E-N-A-N-T. -E All of this vocab and definitions are on the Arsenio Buck Show. A tenant is someone who pays the rent, okay? 
You need to get someone who pays the rent because if they don't pay the rent, it's a goddamn mess. Do you understand what I'm saying? So with that being said, guys, thank you for tuning in to another very, very long ESL podcast, man. These podcasts are getting longer, yeah. And you know what, man? Episode number 80 is in the books. Again, so, so excited about everything that's happening with the people that I'm bringing, uh, bringing on on a consistent basis. So guys, stay tuned for more. We got the craziness coming up. We got more developing vocabulary, idiomatic expressions. We got reported structures. Unfortunately, that's crazy. Flat sharing. Oh, that's going to be real good. And personal uh, reporting structures. We might just top up on that. Maybe some listening, some developing speaking. And of course, writing an article, describing a place. That's going to be fantastic. So, guys, that's what's going to be happening over the next week. So, stay tuned for more. I'm your host, Arsenio. As usual, over and out.